the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. To come in the name of someone means that the other person has authorized us to come in their authority, not on our own. And we have been invited to come in the authority of Christ Jesus. People, of course, challenge us with that question, don't they? By whose authority are you telling me to do this or giving me this direction? And sometimes we even ask ourselves that question. You're listening to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. I'm Mike Trout, and he's going to talk about the authority that we have from Christ Jesus. It's such an important ingredient in our life and in our Christian walk. Thank you for joining the broadcast today. You can find out more about us on the web at studyversebyverse.com. Here's Pastor Layton. And when Peter commands a lame man in the name of Christ Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, walk in Acts 3.6, he's speaking on the authority of Jesus, not his own authority. When the Sanhedrin asked the disciples in Acts 4, 7, by what power, by what name did you do this? They're asking, by whose authority do you do this? When Paul rebukes an unclean spirit in the name of Jesus Christ, Acts 16, 18, he makes it clear that he's doing so in Jesus' authority, not his own. When Paul pronounces judgment in the name of the Lord Jesus in 1 Corinthians 5, 4, on a church member who's guilty of immorality, he is acting with the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praying in Jesus' name is praying in His authority. His authority has been delegated to us. But delegated authority always has limits. It always has parameters. One of the parameters is that we are praying in accordance with the one who is given us authority. Uh, The name of a person in the ancient world represented more than just the person himself. It represented his character as well. And and we recognize this even today because we'll talk about somebody who has a good name. What are we talking about? Somebody who has a good name has a good reputation. Why do they have a good reputation? Because they have a good character. Good name, good character. And so the name is associated with the character, and it's very important that when we pray in his authority that we're also praying within his character as well, in accordance with who he is and what he wants and his will, that what we pray truly represents him. God wants us to pray so much that the Holy Spirit helps us pray. God wants us to pray so much, he helps us pray. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. God wants us to pray so much, He helps us pray. And the word helps there is the same word that's used in Luke 10 where Mary asks, where Martha asks Mary to come and help. Remember that Martha wasn't asking Mary to replace her. She was asking her to help. And when we, when we pray, the Holy Spirit helps us. Doesn't replace us, but helps us pray. Now these four uh, practices were so important that 
those early Christians were characterized by these four practices. And, you know, Satan will do anything he can to cause distractions because anything God wants, Satan and his team doesn't want. If God wants us to pray, then Satan and his team doesn't want us to pray. If God wants us to read Scripture, Satan and his team is going to do anything they can to keep us out of God's Word and God's Word out of us. If uh, God wants us to fellowship, Satan and his team is going to do whatever he can to keep us from being connected with the body of Christ and involved using our spiritual gifts. And, And one of the tools that Satan uses is this very world, this very system, this very culture in which we live. The Apostle Paul wrote in Galatians 1.4, Jesus gave his life for our sins just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. What kind of world? What does that word evil mean? It means godless. Godless, which means less of God. Godless, without God. This world wants to lead us and everyone down a path that is godless, less of God, without God. We want to be on a path going towards God and doing what God wants us to do, and this world is going to do whatever it can to distract us off of that path into some other path that is godless. Now, it's interesting what Daniel wrote about the last days in Daniel 12, 4. It says, But you, Daniel, keep this prophecy a secret. Seal up the book until the time of the end, when many will rush here and there, and knowledge will increase. He's talking about the time of the end, and he's talking about a time when people are going to rush here and there. They're running here, they're running there. You know, never before in the history of the world have we had the opportunity to run as far, as fast as we do today. I mean, you can get on a plane and within one day be on the other side of the globe. That's really incredible. You can get in a plane and be on the other side of the country. You can get in a car and be on the other side of the state. And people are running here and there, not only in in that area, but they're running around their community. I've got to get this there, and I've got to go there, and I've got to take care of this. They're running around their house. I've got to take care of this. I've got to take care of this. Oh, I can't forget this. And we're running, running, running all the time. And this world will keep us so distracted that we don't do what we're supposed to do. We don't do these four things that should characterize us because it's just keeping us distracted. It's keeping us busy. And and Daniel talks about knowledge increasing. You know, knowledge is increasing exponentially. It's it's going faster upon faster. To to get some kind of a perspective, um, sailing ships have navigated uh, waters for thousands of years. And those ships oftentimes used sails and, and they would let the wind push them. They were square sails. Somebody got the idea around uh, 1080, about 1,000 years ago, of making the sails triangular, which was brilliant because now the ships could sail towards or into the wind and use the wind as a propulsion. That only happened about 1,000 years ago. And then a little over 100 years ago, ships became uh, steam-powered. But think about how long it took for us to figure that out. Now now think about how long it took us to figure out about flight. Early 1900s, Wright brothers get together and they put together an airplane and 
within one lifespan, within just a few decades, we're, we're not only through the atmosphere, we're outside of the atmosphere and we're in space. Things are accelerating and accelerating so incredibly fast. They're accelerating exponentially. To perceive the, the, the uh, to illustrate exponential growth, if you were to take one piece of paper and you were to fold it, you would produce two sheets of paper. One fold, two sheets of paper. Another fold, four sheets of paper. Another fold, eight. Another fold, 16, and so forth. If you were to fold the sheets, the sheet, 40 times, which you can't do, you'd end up with over a trillion sheets of paper stacked over 69,000 miles high, just with 40 folds. That is the power of exponential growth, and knowledge is growing exponentially. Now, when we move through our days, every day seems to be pretty much like the previous one. Occasionally, we'll get shaken up because there's a new piece of technology we have to learn at work or whatever the case might be. But progress is just happening at an exponential rate, and it's, and it's requiring us to go faster and faster and harder and harder and so forth. Uh, progress leads to stress, complexity, overload, and so forth. The doctors are having to deal with so much stress-related ailments today uh, that, that, uh, that it's accumulating. And, and let me give you some of the symptoms of overload, because you might want to say, hmm, I got that symptom. Uh, one of them is apathy, withdrawal, depression, irritability, anger, hostility, frustration, disorganization, mistakes, chaos, fatigue, exhaustion, burnout, moral failure, relational problems, risk-taking, excessive self-medication, abnormal sleep or eating patterns, ulcers and other physical ailments. These are some of the stuff that is related to overload and stress. And for Christians, there are some additional symptoms. Let me tell you what they are. You're too busy to pray. You're too busy to read the the scriptures. You're too busy to serve. I don't have time for that. You're too exhausted for relationships. Well, I know I want to meet with the brothers or I want to meet with the care group, whatever. but I'm so tired. I'm just going to go home and watch television because it's so much easier. It uh, irritability that poisons our attitude and joy gets lost. Overload affects the way we perceive opportunities. Instead of being open to opportunities that bring glory to God in some fashion, some ministry, maybe children's ministry or whatever it might be, we don't see them as opportunities for glorifying God. We see them as something we want to avoid because we are overloaded. We can't add anything to our schedule. So you can see why Paul called this world in which we live evil, godless. The devil will, he'll use whatever is available. If he can't rust us out, then he'll burn us out. Whatever is available. He'll keep us so busy, we don't have time for God. We don't have time for church. We don't have time for anything that's good for us. But these believers were devoted to these four things, and we need to be devoted to these four things. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, reading the scripture, to fellowship, 
being connected, not just attached to the church, and to sharing in meals, including Lord's Supper, and to prayer. And if we're going to be devoted to those things, we need to be proactive. And right now, while we're in this new season, this new year, this time when things are getting settled, we need to be proactive and take control of our schedule and put this into our schedule and then not allow the things of this world to distract us, but be devoted to these things. What's the well-worn phrase, putting first things first? You're listening to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, and we've deviated from our study of the doctrines of the church to bring you this three-part series on the priorities in our life. Uh, This is such an important time in the church's year as things begin again after the summertime, and it can be an important time in your life as well as you review where you're putting your emphasis, what you're spending your time on, what is important to you. I'm Mike Trout, and uh, we're a nonprofit outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. The details about the church, and we'd love to hear from you and see you perhaps on the weekend. Services are Saturday and Sunday, uh, can be found at highlands.us. Have a great rest of your day. And join us tomorrow, if you can, at this same time when we'll open the Word of God once again and study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.